Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. <laughs> On this day in black history, February, whatever the day is, 1863 was the year in the small town of Snow Hill, North Carolina. Hattie McWilliams, a young woman, worked six days a week as a seamstress to care for her 11 younger siblings. The young man she was dating, his name is unknown, but he is who we're talking about today because he would walk beside her on her small mule for the three-mile trip from her home to the dress shop where she worked for a white family. A bitter, cold February morning, Hattie was asked by the young man if he could keep the mule with him rather than tie it up in the back all day, even though he had no work to go to. Uh, What? What? He promised he would bring the mule back at, at sundown nearly 10 hours later. When Hattie would get off to go home. Yeah. He showed back up maybe an hour late and the mule was unfed. And the mule was what? And the mule was unfed. Okay. Uh-huh. Through the generations that followed, this young man is known as maybe the first trifling Negro to keep <laughs> his girl ride all day and bring it back on empty. Oh, baby boy! It's baby boy! It's the first Jody! This day in black <laughs> this day in black history. <laughs> the donkey was unfed. <laughs> and generations later, his great grandson. Got it back empty. <laughs> Hold it. Half man, half woman. It's Gary. Hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Gary has a tea and the Kahlua of the day bought to you by. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. Pepto provides fast, five-symptom relief for upset stomachs. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Everybody wants to know, where is Don Lemon? Y'all, well, last year, Don Lemon, y'all, was fired from CNN after 15 glorious years with the company after bumping heads, y'all, with his new morning show co-host. Well, CNN, y'all, has finally, and Mr. Lemon has finally, y'all, ironed out their severance agreement. Now, it's being reported, y'all, that Don Lemon, the former primetime host of CNN, has finally agreed to a deal, y'all, to separate with the network. Now, sources exclusively said, y'all, that Lemon 57 has agreed a separation deal with CNN, y'all, for only <clears throat> approximately $24.5 million, which would be the full complete pay from his final contract, which extended out three and a half years from his 
ousting. Now they're saying Mr. Lemon got into the crosshairs with CNN Brass when he moved from his popular primetime show to the mornings alongside um, host Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow. Now they say he startled his female colleagues, y'all, with his implication that Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley at age 51, y'all, was past her prime. And I'll never forget when that happened, baby. Yeah. Oh my God. That was a big old mess, honey, with Don Lemon and these women, honey. Just because he said she was past her prime, is that something? What what is that? He said that in a political sense. Mm -hmm. He was saying that not in her age, but in a political sense that she had passed her prime. Yeah, but they don't say that about men who are in their 50s who are running for office. They say it about Joe Biden every day. I know, but Joe Biden isn't in his 50s. (laughs) So, yeah, it's offensive to women. Nah. It is. It's offensive. She just took it that way. Well, I mean, you wouldn't say if you if you say something about a woman that you wouldn't say about a man, that's sexist. But people, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a good. It is, it is because you wouldn't. It's all all in the context of how you want to take. it. They didn't say that about Obama when he was running for office, and he was around the same age. But he, but he was politically at a peak. He was he he hadn't already been on the scene. That's my point. You said he was politically at a peak. Right. Don Lemon said that she was past her prime. But I think there's in the a context stark of contrast. He, said there. It, he didn't mean it in an insulting way. But how you know how he she meant took it? it in an insult. How, I, how you know he said it about a woman? He might have meant it that way. When I listened to it, no. When I listened to it, I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. You gon' you gon' defend him? I'm not a him, woman. Because you're a man, that. you're gonna defend him. But, so but, a woman but, knows I mean, how we take it. I just think he's professional enough that he would know not to say something like that. But people took it the way they wanted to take it, so he paid the price. You took it like a man, and we took it as a yeah. I mean, you gotta think about it woman like mm-hmm. that like you would not say about that about a man That's in his right. 50s running for office 51 is young politically to run the country that that's young mm-hmm. okay. I'm, I'm five years away from 51 Okay. And just think if women okay. say that about you saying you too old to be sitting there doing radio and stuff but I mean you know but you know you're not well, your ass too old to be doing radio going to the next door <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Kay. You still my brother. I just disagree with you. I disagree. I disagree. But I respect your opinion. No, that's, no, no, no yeah, Maria. That's, you know. that's, 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 that's a good, good argument. That's a good yeah, conversation. I, know. Hey. I love you. I know. Apologies and respect and all that. We all know what it is. It's, a, it's a good conversation yeah. to have. Yeah. And, and people can have their opinion about one it. Thing, one yeah. thing our former producer taught us, Hollywood, he said, it is not personal. That is good no, conversation. No, it's not. It's not. And I think that your 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 wife and your daughters might disagree with you about that. You should talk to them about that. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Moving. good. That's good stuff. Yeah, Go ahead, girl. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o, baby. She said she is no longer sharing honey, her relationship status with fans on social media. Now, they're saying that the Oscar-winning actress told Porter that, honey, it's better to keep her personal life private because her feelings are involved. Now, Lupita Forty said that she regrets sharing her damn 2023 breakup with boyfriend Selma Makaslaka on Instagram. Ooh, ooh. But, honey, it seemed like a back good up. idea at the time. Back up, back up. What, what's, what's the name again? <laughs> what was that name Damn. again? Maskalaka. M-A-S-A-K-E-L-A. And that Maskalaka. You want to buy a vowel? <laughs> yes. Uh, Ricky, um, um, can I get an A for $50, please? <laughs> but anyway, she said... <laughs> Back in December 2022, they said Lupita shared a video, honey, post with hashtag, honey, hashtag, this is my love. The post went viral. She said, in my mind, she said, when I shared my relationship status with the world, honey, it was because I felt sure about it, she said. She said, however, less than a year later, um, Lupita and Salma went their separate ways, which they did. She said, there's much more important things going on in the world right now. And my thoughts are, with those who are deeply suffering, she wrote in a lengthy Instagram post, at this moment, she said, it is necessary for me to share 
tell personal truth and publicly disassociate myself from someone I can no longer trust. She said, I find myself in a season of heartbreak because of a love suddenly and devastatingly extinguished, honey, by deception. Mm. All right, baby. <laughs> girls, these girls be talking. Baby. Yes, yes, come on, honey. vocabulary. Like, All right, baby. That's what I'm talking about, honey. Girl, I'm going to start reading my dictionary, honey, so I can come up with some of these damn workers, honey. I didn't like up on my vocabulary, honey, but yeah, congratulations. Yeah, that vocabulary, girl. That's good. Uh, yes, but you know, Ricky, when I lived in Houston, I used to read the um, dictionary. Really? Yeah, I used to read the dictionary and learn new words, and you know, as you get older, it just goes away. It dissipates. So, you know, right. you just... Oh, and, where you buy most of your, and where you buy most of your jogging suits from? Oh, well, oh bam. <laughs> you almost had me curse you out, Ricky. The cool, wait up. Don't go there, honey. Don't try. The Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today is helotropy. On the high end, you say helotropy. That's a nice word. And on the lawn, you say beautiful purple. That jogging suit is helotropy. That's right, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no straight from dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey. I'm going there today. <laughs> They just be walking around for no reason. <laughs> Y'all give it up for Gary with the team. Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Hey, listen, now, last week we dove into a topic of how Idaho has recently legalized the death sentence for those who have committed sex crimes against children. And uh, most listeners and members of the morning show were in favor of the new bill passed because at the end of the day, we need to protect our children from pedophiles and repeat offenders. Yeah, Ricky, you know, we started talking about what measures we need to take to protect our children and have them protect themselves. Um, I recently saw a story about how actor Sylvester Stallone, he gave his daughter a little knife to put in her backpack to take to school for self-defense years ago. And he even took his daughters to self-defense classes with former Navy SEALs. Mm. Um, I thought about this uh, because it seemed interesting. Nowadays, you know, children are being discouraged from bringing weapons to school. In fact, a lot of schools don't allow it. Um, But, you know, what do you do when you have to choose between protecting yourself and getting expelled for trying to protect yourself? Um, so so where does that leave us? I mean, because one uh, in nine girls and one in 20 boys under the age of 18 experience sexual abuse or assault. Eighty two percent of all victims under 18 are female and female ages uh, 16 to 19 are four times more likely than the general population to be victims of rape, attempted rape or sexual assault. Adults are attacking our children as well as other kids bullying our children. So how do we go about protecting them if we can't give them small weapons? In this morning, we got faith-based psycho- uh, psychologist Dr. Aldewan Tart on the line to talk to us about the best ways to protect our children. Dr. Tart, good morning. Yeah, uh, uh, let me let me just start off by saying uh, how effective are self-defense classes? That's that's the wrong approach. All right, because when we start thinking about this. 93% of sexual abuse happens with friends and family. So this is not, I know we say stranger danger, but the stats are clear. Only 7% of sexual abuse happens with strangers. It's friends and family. So what we really need to do versus getting our kids in trouble with weapons, that's the wrong approach. That is the awful advice. It's the worst advice I've ever heard, as a matter of fact, all right, is to get to know the children, get to the people in our children's life, right? Choose caregivers and who you have in the house 
carefully. And I know the listeners are saying, yeah, it was uncle so-and-so. It was so-and-so's boyfriend. It was the next door neighbor. It is not these strangers that's happening most of the time. And then watch out for the friends and family who watch our children. If our kids have play date, we need that. We need to go through the house. We need to actually find out about the supervision. We need to find they have older brothers and sisters, how they're going to be supervised. Just doing those things are, are going to protect our kids as well as what I'll talk about in a few minutes. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Okay, check this out, man. It's your boy, Rock T. I got a special message for students or parents who have students looking to attend an HBCU. Now, just imagine $1 million in scholarships with 107 HBCUs to choose from for 66 truly deserving HBCU students. But there's only one way to get your hands on it. McDonald's has partnered with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund to award a million dollars in scholarships to brilliant HBCU students. This year, you could be next. But time is running out. Oh, did I mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Wow. You know, that can be ch- kind of challenging too, Dr. Tart, because we see a lot of cases where um, children do speak up for themselves. They say abuse is going on and they end up still having to stay in the same home where the abuse is occurring. So what can we do in terms of safeguarding children in those cases? Because sometimes it's a um, decision between telling what's going on and having to stay in a foster home or stay um, where the abuse is happening. And it's just it just seems like it's a lose all situation. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what? But but it's but it's not. I mean, that's that's reality. That's reality in some cases. But the first thing we need to do is teach our children about boundaries, because two and three children just don't fail. Right. And we know that when you don't tell, that leads to all types of issues later on. So not telling not only does it not work, but it allows one person in the family to abuse multiple members of the family. And that's why I'm so upset about this. Right. So, one, we have to teach our children about boundaries. I'm talking about at three four, five, six, seven years old, we're teaching our sons and daughters about where their private parts are, who's allowed to be able to touch them. That's bad touch. We're telling them to, uh, giving them the language to set boundaries. You're not allowed to kiss me there. You're not allowed to do this because you know what abusers are going to say. This is how I show love. This is what family do. We want to get in front of that and be proactive. And so we want to teach our kids how to talk about their bodies and then tell them this critical thing that no matter what happens, they will not get in trouble. They will not get in trouble. Hey, Dr. Tarr, as a, as a psycho- uh, child psychologist and a lot of young parents out there that don't know, and because let me tell you something, these are some uncomfortable conversations, right? And then you have to have the conversation when you find out that your child been uh, sexually abused or assaulted. What are some of the things just off the top, Dr. Tart, that's really, really uncomfortable that parents out here need to know, even with them, with the love and affection and when it's uh, uh, too far? 
Yeah, well, one, don't have abusers, known abusers in your house for any reason. Don't rationalize it. Like, that may be the, the person that's bringing in money. Uh, they're not sure if the kid is making it up. Uh, like we said earlier, we need to have all of that investigated. And I can tell you that uh, while Child Protective Services certainly make some mistakes, um, most of them try to keep the kids in the house and remove the perpetrator. You see what I'm saying? So we go and say, hey, if I tell, then they're going to remove the kid and go into foster care. That might be a worse situation. Typically, and I say typically what happens is they go in and they remove the perpetrator. Or they remove the kids and put them with another relative until they can investigate the perpetrator so that the kids can go home and be safe. So, parents, if your child uh, starts showing uh, signs of, of abuse, if your good instinct says, I don't trust uncle so-and-so or aunt so-and-so or that friend rubs me the wrong way, follow your intuition, investigate it with your child. Yeah, and I also think, Dr. Tart, uh, just to piggyback off of um, Ricky's question, is those specific things like lap-sitting, hugging, yes, accepting gifts, yes. stuff like that. Like, w- how can we teach boundaries in terms of that? And even communicating with other adults, family members and friends, like, okay, we don't, we don't do that. You know, even though I know your intentions are good, I you know these kind of hugs like, are not cool in this house. Like I'm gonna give I'm gonna give an example, uh, Doctor Tarrant. Like like teenage boys, like or whatever. I, like I don't like them walking around the house with no shirt on. You understand? Like you, you know, uh, uh, make the girls cover up shoulders. Co- go, you know, wear these little short shorts. You know, teenage gym shorts and stuff. You got teenage boys and teenage yeah, girls, I- and just just putting some on your feet and and. Just like I, I really be on top of stuff like that and trying to keep integrity. No, no, that's a good idea as far as decorum and uh, you know not not exposing ourselves. But the main thing is supervision. This is what we all know. It's really about supervision. You talked about like young parents, the parents just being stressed out and working. Our kids need to be supervised more than they are. Right. And if they're if they're with someone, another parent uh, program, we need to have already investigated that program. We need to make sure that we know who our children are with versus just letting them go outside, be unsupervised. And then also, like you said, we have to teach our kids the exact language. Don't just say they have boundaries. Say, hey, you can't. Girls should never sit on anyone's lap. Uh, Women. To, uh, women should never be able to touch your private body parts. A family member is never allowed to be able to hug you like this or kiss you in the mouth. You see what I'm saying? I'm telling parents to be explicit. Uh, on the cheek either. I don't even like all that on the cheek. You kiss my daughter on her forehead or, or, or something. I just, I don't know. And it's not just that. adults to kids either. It's also older cousins, older siblings like that. You you, you got to really, you know, watch the younger kids or around the older kids. Or even when they tell you kids. to keep a secret from your parent. That's how people try to start grooming you as well. And it may be, not be a sexual secret, but they just try to see if they can develop that sense of trust with you where you'll keep certain behaviors or things that are being said away from your parents. And, and, and I think uh, that's uh, important, too. Yeah, not, not to, uh, real quick, give us your website. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation. Give us your website. Let everybody know how you can be reached. All right. Well, one thing, we also have to make sure that we watch out for any members of the family that watch child porn. I mean, that is the biggest one. So whether it's an older what? sibling. Uh, yeah. No, no. It, it, I'm telling you, if, you need to watch what's on the cell phones. If we have a cousin, an older sibling that's watching child porn, that is a warning sign. But listen, I'm not going to give you my website. I want people to get help with this particular topic. So I want y'all to dial. If you want help with this, or you want to investigate this, you want to figure out, you want to get more information, just dial 
1-800-656-HOPE. 1-800-656-HOPE. That's the website that you want to go to to be able to look into child exploitation. There it is, y'all. The one and only Dr. Uh, Alderman Tart. Man, love you, man. We appreciate you, y'all. More with the Smile the Morning Show coming up. All right, Jeff, Smile the Morning Show. Hey, Jeff Johnson got three things you need to know. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning, Rick. Good morning, everybody. Good to morning, be with Jeff. you all. Well, there's an interesting meeting that's going to happen today at the White House. Um, the relatively new uh, House Speaker. Uh, Congressman Johnson is going to find himself in the Oval Office with Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, uh, Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell, and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer um, with the President of the United States in the name of what's happening in Ukraine. And this is this is bigger than just Ukraine because Johnson, who is, as many of you know, replaced uh, an ousted speaker, is in a lot of ways worried about getting ousted himself. Um, the $60 billion aid package to Ukraine is really a big part of this presidential campaign because Trump is saying America first. And you've got members of Congress that are lining up behind Trump to say they don't want to support Ukraine in the name of supporting the, the, the former president. Um, so it's going to be interesting, you all, because the uh, I don't think there's anybody that disagrees that this $60 billion dollars. Um, that that can get bipartisan support is what Ukraine needs, excuse me, to continue to fight um, uh, Putin. And without that money, it is believed broadly that they will suffer defeat hey, Jeff. Um, at the hands of the Russians. Yes, sir. And on that point, don't people also need to understand that supporting Ukraine is supporting the United States by keeping us from having to go into a conflict ourselves if Putin well, and, defeats them and, and moves on? And there's that. I mean, and, and, and I think, you know, there are people that can debate that one way or the other. I think the one thing we do know is that supporting Ukraine's um, campaign um, for, for, for self-reliance um, and for, for independence um, is an opposition to Putin, who we know um, is not a friend of the United States and, and who we know Trump is in bed with. And so there, there are all these dynamics, right? Um, there's also a reality, too, for Johnson that... Um, the the we could go into a partial shutdown again um, in the event that there's not a budget passed. So so this guy who is just getting in um, to to this seat uh, as House Speaker um, has a whole lot to navigate in the coming weeks, uh, and it's all going to have a huge impact on uh, the presidential campaign um, and and Trump's continued kind of not only pressure but in some cases control over House Republicans. Uh, I want to talk really quick, too. Um, I don't know. Did you all ever talk about the fact that um, Mike Tyson is involved in starting a school in Arizona? Yes, sir. Started his own um, school? Yeah. He's teaming up with, uh, I forgot the organization he's teaming yeah. up with. Yeah. So so he's he's teaming up with uh, Cognia. It's a Phoenix-based micro school um, company that is creating a school focused around financial literacy, innovation, mentorship, um, civic leadership, accountability, community engagement. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that this was something that Tyson was putting um, his name behind um, and was connected to. But I think that the question, less the question, I think what, what we what I'm encouraged by is we have not seen a overhaul of the American public education system in a really long time. 
And there's a whole lot of debates about why. You know, there, there are a lot of factions that, br- that blame other factions. But the bottom line is we have a public education system that is antiquated globally um, and is not preparing kids in a real way, not only for access to the highest levels of college, but just preparing them to be able to go into the marketplace um, with, with a skill uh, that they can translate right. into not only a vocation, but taking care of themselves and their families. And so any of these schools that are properly run, and, and again, there's a lot of debates around charter schools. One charter school is not the same as every charter school. So even saying charter schools is sometimes dangerous because there, there's not equity within them as it relates to who, what's effective, who runs them responsibly, who runs them for the best interest of communities and families, and who runs them in the best interest of themselves. But I'm excited about our folks getting more involved in the education business uh, because our babies need new options and broader options. Um, and let's let's be honest. When people say charters, there's this myth that m- that most of them are private. Most charters are public schools. Right. Um, and so this to be clear that there are private charters and, and we could talk about the challenges of those. But most charter schools are public schools. They are the same public schools that our tax dollars go to and that our baby should be able to access. Hey, um, yes, sir. Well, I'm just saying that's good that Mike Tyson doing that. This is this is why Floyd is not opening up one. Listen to this. I get paid, mm. you know, like I said, if I get paid to kick mm-hmm. and the best at what I do. God, yes, you are. Hands down. Damn, yes, you are. God, capital G, mm-hmm. capital A, mm-hmm. capital O, mm-hmm. capital T. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so ignorant. The greatest all so ignorant. of time, Jeff. <laughs> ignorant. Yeah, I just I just want Floyd to come and knock your ass out right now for messing up my segment. I'm out of here, y'all. Hit me at Jeff Nation on all social media. I check y'all on Thursday, you old punk.